everybody. Welcome back to the Practitioner's Podcast, where we're applying Jesus-style disciple-making to everyday life. This episode is powered by Navigators Church Ministries, which focuses on helping churches make disciples who can make disciples. For more information, check out navigatorschurchministries.org. Justin, random question of the day. Are you ready? I'm ready. Lay it on me. What is your favorite comfort food? Favorite oh. comfort food. Comfort food. Um, let's see. So I'm really tempted to say Mountain Dew right now because for years that has been, but uh, I haven't really had a Mountain Dew since uh, late June. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, that's the longest stretch maybe ever for me. Um, and the cravings have gone away. So I'm not sure I have one right now. Um, which I'm thankful for that because I've been been trying to not do the do for a long time. And uh, now I'm able to to follow through on that. So I'm excited about that, but I'm not sure how to answer that. So a win on, on the Mountain Dew, a loss on this question for me. How about, <laughs> <laughs> how about for you? Uh, Oreos. 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 Okay. Yeah, it's pretty pretty consistent. Although I do have a rule, I don't let myself have more than five a day. Okay, nice. So I've kind of like, it's a comfort food with a cap on it. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good but thing I, to have a cap. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I oftentimes get blamed for eating all the Oreos by my family. Like, Dad, you ate all the Oreos. And I always say the same thing, which is I may have eaten all the Oreos, but I didn't eat them all them once. I'm just super consistent. There you go. Consistency is key there. Yeah. But and, and which is interesting, right? Because we're talking about something that um, I I desperately want to be consistent at, and it's this idea of abiding as a disciple. So, um, abiding is not a word that we use very often. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if you could maybe give us a, a good working definition of the word uh, abide or or abiding, and talk to us about why this is so important. Yeah. So abiding is, you know, kind of staying into something, right? Or clinging to something. And, you know, when we talk about Jesus-style disciple-making, it it might not seem like a natural fit. Like, why are we talking about abiding if we're talking about disciple-making? But really, this is what Jesus has called us to, right? And so Mark 3.14, and we talked about this a few episodes ago with the with him principle. Uh, mm-hmm. Mark 3.14 says, uh, he designated them apostles that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach. So what we have to remember, and we again talked about it a few episodes ago uh, related to that verse, is that the first task of a disciple is to abide. And it's it's first not only in order, right? Jesus asks us to be with him or to abide with him before he invited them into mission, invited them into the other things. Um, but it's also first in priority as well, continuing priority. And so, you know, abiding is that idea of staying in, staying with, uh, being rooted to. Um, Tony, where do we get this idea, though, of abiding? I mean, you and I just didn't decide to to title this abiding as a disciple and move forward. Uh, Where do we get it? Well, I I think, you know, we call this a podcast applying Jesus-style disciple-making in everyday life. And the the person who is the perfect example to no, to shock no one of abiding in scripture is in fact Jesus. And w- one of the things that um, in my study of this word abide 
that I've learned over the years, it's this to dwell in, right? To live in. And Jesus did this so well. Um, Throughout all of scripture, we see Jesus dwelling with the Father, right? And dwelling with who God is and, and spending that quiet time, right? And and so we even see it, he says it, right? In John 15, 1, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. And so I, I love this idea of dwelling. I love this idea of being with him and this first task. And, and even when we look at, at Jesus's ministry and the way he set himself up, he would often abide first thing in the morning. Right, right away. It would say that Jesus went off to a solitude place to pray. And even before his, his eventual arrest and death and resurrection, he wanted to go to the garden so that he could abide with the Father, so that he could dwell with, so that he could uh, meditate, pray. Uh, and he wanted to do that with his people so that they could all do that together. So I, I love the way that Jesus lives out this abiding principle and, and, you know, I, I know it's something that's changed my life quite a bit. Yeah, that's awesome. So when you were talking about that, Tony, I noticed that you used the word abide kind of synonymously with uh, moving away from everyday activities and spending time, almost like a quiet time. But um, I've thought of abide more of like a constant, right? So that, that we're trying to constantly be within... Um, you know, the the connection that we have, relational connection to God, relational connection to Jesus, that's something that we're trying to do throughout. Um, so I'm just curious, how would you how would you think about that or talk about that? Uh, you know what? You, you do a great job there, Justin, of noticing my assumption is uh, one of my self-assumptions is that if I don't start the day with Jesus, I can't continue the day with Jesus. Okay. And so for me, and I think what we see in scripture is that in order to live in a constant state of abiding, this constant relationship, this constant idea of, of being with him, with Jesus, of, of keeping Jesus first in our priority, um, I, for me, I have to really set that up in the beginning of the day. Yeah. And so the quiet time for me right away in the morning is how I keep the, uh, I, I think of it like Jesus goggles. Um, okay. I need to put my Jesus goggles on first thing in the in the day, so that way I can see the rest of the day with my Jesus goggles. So gotcha. I, I I think it's a both and. It's definitely not an either or. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I love that because you know even that verse you referenced, John fifteen five, which is kind of the classic passage of abiding in the scriptures. Uh, it says, "I am the true vine," and Jesus is talking there, and my Father is the gardener. So. One of the things that I think about with abiding is abiding is staying in reality, staying in truth, right? So yeah. there's there's other vines that we can try to hook ourselves into to get uh, nourishment, to survive, to to live this life, and you know lots of people do, but there's one true vine, right? And the true vine is Jesus. And so what you just termed like Jesus goggles, I just thought, well, yeah, you you are hooking into the true vine for the day. Right. And so you're getting there to um, to set your perspective and your trajectory for that day. You want to be hooked in and abiding in the true vine of Jesus. And that's, you know, that's what we all are, are aiming to do as disciples. Right. Or we should be doing. I'll tell you, one of the most transformational experiences for me when it comes to abiding is 
Um, I, in seminary, we don't often spend a lot of time practicing what we're learning. Uh, you know what I mean? We do a lot of educational knowledge, but we don't do a lot of heart knowledge. And um, w- one of the my favorite professors and somebody who's become a, a mentor to me over the years, Dr. Bellini, who, who's been on my other podcast quite a bit, um, he, he get, taught a class on the Holy Spirit. And he said, uh, in order for us to have a full encounter with the Holy Spirit, we have to make sure that we're abiding with the Lord. And, and so as a class, you know, we're in there, we're taking notes and we're like, okay, Dr. B, how do we abide with the Lord? And he was like, okay, I want you to put your pencils down. I want you to shut your books. And he goes, and now we're just going to sit here and soak in the spirit. Right. And so for the rest of the, the semester, what we did is, is we spent the first 20 minutes of class, um, soaking in the spirit, which is, is just kind of a term of, of, of prayer and meditation and reflection. And sometimes he would bring in scripture. Sometimes he wouldn't, sometimes he put on worship music, but we would spend the first, um, that first little chunk of class, uh, just dwelling with God so that we could learn more about the Holy spirit because his whole thought is, Hey, if you don't, if you're not abiding, you're never going to have a, a relationship with the fullness of the triune God. If does that make sense? Yeah. No, I like that. Right. So the, there's what I hear you saying. There's an intentional um, movement towards trying to abide, trying to connect, trying to hear from uh, the spirit, hear from Jesus and and to really live into that, which I think is super important. Right. Because, you know, in that same passage of John 15, uh, verse five, it's Jesus talking again. I am the vine. You are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he'll bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Uh, this morning, I was talking with my daughter about this passage. And and I asked her, I said, well, you know, do you think that we can do anything apart from Jesus? And she said, well, yeah, I do. I was surprised by this answer. And I'm like, okay, uh, what is it? And she said, I think we can sin apart from him. And I was like, Okay, as I like, you know, that's that's an interesting thought. And so we started to go down that that path of, you know, well, what what does Jesus really bring to us? Well, if he is the vine and we are the branches, then if we are cut off from him, then really we can't even do that. And I thought of and we talked through uh, the passage in Colossians where it says that Jesus holds all things together. And so we talked about the atoms of the, the universe and, you know, how they hold together, just all this. But um, this idea of man, if we aren't going to abide, then we can't do anything. We can't bear fruit of of disciples. You know, if we want to make disciples, if we're not abiding, mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. If we want to just have uh, a life that has some sort of good coming out of it, we can't even do that if we're not abiding. So super important that we're abiding. Tony, what are some of the things that get in the way of us abiding? And, you know, how do we move through those? Uh, so I would say that the, one of the first things that kind of gets in the way for me when it comes to abiding is lack of margin, right? So when I when I over calendar or when I over schedule or when I do the things that don't give myself margin, then I don't have time to look at the world through the right perspective. And now I'm not saying that you can't be scheduled and go meeting to meeting that that's happened, right? But like, um, you know, we have to, we have to make sure that we're 
not over calendaring so that we don't have margin so that we know what our first priority is, mm. or at the very least, maybe schedule it. I don't know. That, that would be another thought. Yeah. Justin, what about you? What, what do you think gets in the way of our, our time to abide? Yeah, I think for me, um, it's my heart. So I, I just noticed that, you know, my heart will move towards other things. And that's yeah. why, you know, I talked about Mountain Dew at the front. It's, there's nothing wrong with drinking Mountain Dew, but it, it was getting to my heart and, and clutching it in a way that was unhealthy, right? Because I felt like I had to have it. And if I didn't have it, I felt like this weird pull towards it. Um, and when I think of abiding, I think of that, right? That am I hooked into the true vine, to the reality that Jesus is the one that meets my needs? He's the one that sets the agenda for my life. He's the one that should order my life and what I'm doing and how I'm making choices. But there's, I often find whether it's Mountain Dew or something else, um, you know, my heart just moves towards other things other than Jesus so frequently that that's a big hindrance for me is just, all right, well, I have to notice, all right, what is my heart moving towards? If it's not Jesus, why is it moving towards those other things? And then how can I get hooked back in to the true vine of who he is? So as we think about hooking back in and moving through those challenges, Tony, what are some ways that, that we can do that? Yeah, I, you know, as I hear you talking about all that, I, I think a lot about idol worship, right? And so when we talk about ways to abide, what we're also talking about are ways to make sure that your heart is intentionally focused. And so um, I think that, that you know, probably the, the first and most important thing that we can do in abiding is scripture, meditation, and reflection. Hmm. And, and I, I, when I talk to churches all the time, this is one of the things I talk about. If you're not rooted in God's truth, you'll make up your own truth. Hmm. Yeah. And you, you can't abide. You can't abide in the truth if you're making it up because it's not true. Right. Right. And it's one of my biggest frustrations with culture today is people talk all the time about this idea about I'm speaking my truth. And, and I'm just like, yeah, but your truth isn't ever eternal. You know, your truth is not Jesus. Your truth is that there's only one truth and it is Jesus. He is the vine and we are the branches. So the first thing I, I always tell people, if you want to abide uh, you've got to be in scripture meditation and reflection. Uh, yeah. What's number two, Justin? No, I love that. So we're going through, and we forgot to mention this, we're going through three essentials for abiding. Oh, yeah. So the, the first one is scripture meditation and reflection. Um, for all the reasons Tony just said, that was really cool. Um, and I, li- I like your your statement there that if we're not, what was it? If we're not abiding in, in God's truth, we'll make up our own truth. That's right. Right. And yeah. if we're not abiding in Jesus, we will find something else to abide in, right? Yeah. I and mean, that's just yeah. the reality of it. So our second essential for abiding is prayer. And that gets to our heart, right? So it's not just about, you know, meditating, knowledge on scripture. It is about uh, absorbing that, making it a part of who we are and reflecting it back to God and really talking with him and listening to what he might have to say about the condition of our heart, about the choices that are in front of us, about maybe actions that we've already taken and what he thinks about them. And, um, you know, that happened to me about two weeks ago, Tony, I had a conversation with somebody and, you know, I was spending time with God in prayer uh, that night and he just brought it up to me and brought up that I wasn't as, um, wasn't as gentle as he would have me be in that situation. Mm. So I had to go back and, and talk to that person, apologize, but 
you know, that's one of the essentials for abiding is prayer. Because if I hadn't spent that time in prayer and listening as well as talking in prayer, then I might not have gotten to that place or I definitely wouldn't have heard from from God in that time. Uh, so uh, three essentials for abiding, scripture, meditation, or reflection. Prayer is the second one. What's our third one? The third one is one of my favorite things. It is the church or community or fellowship. And and I'm going to, if it's okay, I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant here. Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> you always go... I always get a little nervous. So so let's be clear, right? Jesus came to earth in the flesh. So Jesus came to earth in the flesh, in the, the incarnate, right? And so when we talk about this idea about the church, about community, about fellowship, what we're really talking about is the reality that we need to be with people in the flesh. So you have to go to church in person. You have to be community in person. You have to be in fellowship in person. If you want to, to experience the fullness of the body, if you want to experience the fullness of what God has for you, it requires you showing up in person. One of the hardest things for me in all of this season of COVID and change is that I feel like people are, are now trading in authentic community for online situations. And, and this is my belief is while that there's an incredible tool with online worship, it doesn't change the fact that we still have to be there in person. We have to be there in the flesh. If we want to abide with the Lord, we must be um, with the church, the community, the fellowship of believers. Oh, yeah. I really love that, Tony, because, you know, the church is a people right? First and foremost, mm. right? And sometimes we get that mixed up, but we talk about church as a building or a service and we get why we do that. But if we miss the primacy of church being a people, then then we're going to miss out on a lot, right? The incarnation, the full bodied experience of what it looks like to connect with other believers that, you know, online can never replace, right? Online can never replace being in different contexts with people, seeing how they interact, seeing how they relate, experiencing you uh, in relationship in those ways in time and space. And, and so, yeah, I think what you're saying is right on that it's, it's a tool, it's helpful, but we have to be careful it doesn't grow too big or out of its role where it, it replaces something uh, in, in a manner that isn't as good, right? And we're not designed for that. We're designed for being in relationship, being with people uh, in time and space. So those are three essentials for abiding, right? Scripture, meditation, or reflection, which, by the way, is the number one thing that a person can do uh, to grow in their faith, regardless of where they are. We've talked about that on previous episode, season one. Uh, two is prayer. And three is being in relationship uh, with other believers and whether you want to call that community or fellowship or just being yeah. the church. I mean, that's what we need to do uh, if we're going to be abiding. Tony, why don't you take us out with our takeaway and action? Our takeaway as a disciple, our first task is to abide as a disciple. Our first task is to abide and the action step. Justin, and I want to challenge you this week, assess and look ways to improve one of your abiding essentials, scripture, prayer, uh, your sense of community in the church, assess and look to improve one of your abiding essentials. 
Guys, we're so thankful to be on this journey with you. Uh, we love every week getting to talk about disciple making. Do us a favor, hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave us a rating or review on iTunes. And hey, the biggest compliment you can give us, share this episode with a friend, maybe somebody who can hold you accountable to abiding. We'll see you guys real soon.